This episode is sponsored by me, Andy Hill, the host of this show. If you're looking for someone to support you on your family, wealth, and happiness journey, I'm taking on a select number of coaching clients this year. To work with me one-on-one for your family finances, go to marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more. Okay. How do I... How do we... See ourselves. Oh, it's just I mean, audio. Like, just, just hearing, not video. Video is seeing, right? Audio mm-hmm. is hearing. I can. Huh? I can hear. You can you hear me? Yeah, you got the you got the big cans on, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you ready? So, what do you think of the coronavirus? Um, I think it should be in timeout, which is in a jar where it should never escape. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. This show is dedicated to helping you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Welcome to the Marriage, Kids, and Money podcast, everybody. This is Andy Hill, and today we've reached episode 200. That is 200 episodes of wealth building knowledge, 200 episodes of family empowering tips, and 200 episodes of using that knowledge and wealth to create a better tomorrow, not only for our families, but for our community and our country. Since 2016, I've been interviewing debt-free couples, personal finance experts, financially independent parents, and young millionaires to figure out how they did it. With this information, we've all had a chance to benefit I've received reviews and emails and awesome notes from people all across the United States and even globally who are enjoying this show. We have subscribers from the UK, from Australia, Canada, Germany, Singapore, Denmark, New Zealand, South Africa. Uh, man, it's awesome. Special shout out to the 138 people who listened from Vietnam last month. <laughs> this is awesome, man. Thank you so much for your support. Thank you for this opportunity to make promoting family financial empowerment my full-time gig, man. This is so cool. I am in absolute heaven doing this work. Thank you. Here's to the next 200 episodes. All right, now let's talk about today's special episode. For those of you who have been listening for a while, you know that every 50 episodes, I invite my family on the show. I do this for three reasons. To remind the listeners of the show that family comes first, to remind myself that family comes first, and then to remind my family that they come first. They are the most important people in my life, and these episodes ground me and help me come back and realize that it's not just about hitting big financial milestones. It's about using those financial milestones to create more time, more memories, and more options for your family life. So our first interview will be with my six-year-old son, Calvin Hill. Second, I'll be chatting with my firstborn daughter, Zoe Hill, the girl who made me a father. And last but not least, I'll be having a conversation with my wife, Nicole, about the wildest year on record for the Hill family. That is 2020, and we're only halfway done. (laughs) 
It's rare that I get Nicole to come on the show, so I am thrilled to hang out with her doing the thing that I love. I love her, and I love podcasting, so it's a perfect day for me. Okay, without further delay, let's jump into our first interview with my son, Calvin Hill. How's it going, buddy? Great. Oh, I'm so glad you're here. So, buddy, I wanted to talk to you about a few things that have happened this year. It's been a crazy year, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, man. So, what do you think about school being canceled this year? Bad. Bad? You didn't like it? Because we can't learn much. Yeah. Did that make you sad not to be mm-hmm. with your classmates? Mm-hmm. I what? miss Shane. You miss too. Shane. Yeah, Shane's a good guy. He's a good buddy of yours. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully we'll see him soon. What did you think about Mommy and Daddy trying to make school here? Was that fun? Um, yeah, it's fun, but I miss my friends at school. Yeah, yeah. Are you going to be excited to go back to school in the fall? Yeah. Yeah. Do you know why school was canceled? Because the coronavirus is here, mm. and it makes a lot of people die. Mm-hmm. And if, if we go inside... We might get the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. If we're around other people, we might get coronavirus, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, it's good that the coronavirus is um, going down. There's not as many cases now, which is good. Mm -hmm. But yes, it's very scary. And I know we we talk about not using the word hate, right, for a lot of Mm -hmm. things. But is it okay to hate the coronavirus? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Right. Well, another thing that, you know, we can probably hate is racism, too. Do you know what racism is, buddy? Um, some people don't like their skin color, mm-hmm. and it makes people sad. Right. Treating somebody that looks different from you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that nice to treat somebody that looks different from you? Is it ni- nice to treat no. them differently? No. No, no. What do you think that would feel like if somebody said, well, Calvin, you have blue eyes, so I don't want to be your friend anymore? That would make me sad. Yeah, that would make me sad too, especially if I looked different from the other kids and they said, well, I don't want to be your friend because you look different. Would that make you sad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you and I do um, the big give. Remember the big mm-hmm. give? Yeah. We do that every once in a while, right? Mm-hmm. So do you think if we used our money and the big give, we could help fight racism? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think we could use with what do you think we could do with our money to help fight racism? Um, we could talk to people that tell people that um I don't like your skin color and I don't wanna be your friend. Yeah. We should talk to to them about that. Talk to them about that and say yeah. that that's not nice. Mm-hmm. That's good. Yeah. Instead of just like hurting them and stuff, yeah. we should just talk to them. Oh, that's great, buddy. Absolutely. You're right. You know what? Talking helps a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And yes, and if we have extra money to give to help for people who need some help, we should do that too, right? Mm-hmm. I know you're a big giver. Yeah. You and I always have some good fun. Yeah. 
drinking milkshakes and giving away our money to people who need help, right? I like milkshakes. Yeah, milkshakes make it a lot of fun, right? Oh, yeah, you like them that much. Okay, cool. Well, Calvin, I wanted to invite you on the show to play a fun game. Are you ready to play? Calvin's Top 5 for 2020. You like games? Okay, here we go. Ready? I want you to say the first thing that comes into your head when I ask you these questions. There's going to be five questions, okay? Mm -hmm. Here comes the first question. Mm -hmm. What is your favorite movie? Sonic. Sonic. That's a great movie. Why do you like Sonic? Because he's cool and he could do a cool Sonic ball. Nice. Awesome. All right, question number two. What is your favorite color? Red. Red. That's a great color. I always, I always think when we talk about cars, you're always like, I want to get a red car. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right. Number three, what was your favorite thing about kindergarten? Um, being with my friends. Being with your friends. Yeah. We covered that pretty well. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right. Number four, if you had a million dollars, what would you do with it? I would put it. I would spend it to the big give. You can put it on the big give. That's very kind, buddy. That's very kind. Which organizations or which charities make you feel happy to give your money? I know you've done it in the past a lot. Um, people that, that don't have money and have one thing. Yeah. They only have, like, their watch like in Doctor Strange. Like Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah, I remember mm-hmm. that. Yeah, he didn't have anything left except for his watch. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, helping people out who don't have a lot, it's a good thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. All right, last question. Number five, what is your favorite thing to do with your dad? Karate. Karate. You like doing karate with me? Oh, my <laughs> gosh. So if I helped you by doing karate with you, like... For 10 minutes every day, you'd be a really happy guy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Because daddy can only do karate for so long because you're pretty strong and you can hurt me sometimes. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to do karate later today? Yeah. Awesome. All right, buddy. Thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you, too. And for our next interview, we have my daughter, Zoe Hill. I'm very happy to have her back. Well, we really have her once a month because she comes on the show and reads the review and we have a little chat, but this one might be a little longer and we want to talk about some things that we haven't talked about in a while. And uh, last time you did this with me was 2019 when you were seven years old and now you're eight and I'm just so happy to have you here. Welcome to the show, Zoe. Thank you. Well, Zoe, I wanted to talk to you about some things that have been going on this year. It's been a little crazy. What did you think about school being canceled this year? I absolutely love it. (laughs) I figured you did. I remember when we first learned that we were going to not have school, you all got so excited and so happy. Why? Why were you so happy and so excited? Because... I get to see my parents, and it's like I'm at school with my papa and mama, and... Spend more time with mommy and daddy. That's awesome. So what did mommy and daddy's school look like that was different from regular school? Well, I'm home, so I don't have to go home. 
like, I don't need to take the bus anywhere because I'm already home. Yeah. That's what homeschool is. And then um, I only pick three pages from my workbook and sometimes two. Um, there's social studies, math, language arts, and science. Excellent. Well, you get to learn those subjects and you get to spend a little more, more time with mommy and daddy. And we appreciate that. So do you, do you remember why school was canceled? Because of the naughty, naughty, dumb coronavirus. <laughs> the naughty coronavirus. Yes. So what do you think of the coronavirus? Um, I think it should be in timeout, which is in a jar where it should never escape. <laughs> I think that's a great idea. What a good, that's a good thought. I think we should talk to the scientists about that. Let's just put it in timeout and mm-hmm. in a jar and then it can never come out. I think yes. maybe they're trying to figure out Time how to do out that. for the rest of its life. That's right. That's right. So coronavirus, we don't like it. Um, it uh, makes us not hang out with our friends too, which is no fun, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. I mean, I kind of like it. You kind of like what? Coronavirus. Why? Because I don't have to go to school. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Okay. So we like coronavirus for the no school thing, but we don't like it because it uh, can hurt people and it can keep us away from our friends, right? Yes. And it's stupid. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a time where we can't use that word. Uh, Speaking of something else that is um, S-T-U-P-I-D, you and I have talked about racism a lot recently, right? Do you know what racism means? Yes. What does it mean, baby? It means like white people judge black people just by the color of their skin and they start hurting them. It's not fair. Right. And that can also happen both ways, right? I guess anybody who looks one way treating somebody else differently because of the way they look could be racism, right? So that could be uh, different people as well. So do you think that's nice to treat somebody different based on how they look? No. No. Yeah. It's not really nice. It's not nice at all, right? Mm-hmm. The people who are doing it should be sorry. They should be sorry. Because they didn't do anything. They're just, they just, they just look different. Right. They didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. I agree with you. And you know what? It's, it's beautiful to have people look different or have different experiences because if everybody looked the same and acted the same, life would be kind of boring, right? Yeah. Because... I like my friends who look different. Like, Addie has freckles, but it doesn't change anything. Audrey has um, orange hair, but it doesn't change anything. Kenna has different color skin, but it doesn't change anything. You're right, baby. I think that's beautiful because it's more about the content of their character than how they look, right? Mm-hmm. That's good, baby. Well, you and I do a, um, a tradition every once in a while called the Big Give where we you know, use some of our money to give back. What do you think we could do with our money and the big give to help fight racism? Well, I could give some of my money to my friends, and if they need it, like, if they're homeless, mm-hmm. and I'm helping them, and I'm just really sad because if white people don't treat black people that way, it's not very nice. That's right, baby. It isn't very nice. Yeah, we want to make sure that we treat everybody the same way and have some... Sensitivity too, right? We want to make sure we want everybody to feel. You're you're crying a little bit right now. Are you feeling sad about it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I feel bad for all the people that look different. Yeah, yeah. It's not nice to be treated differently, right? Because of how you look. 
Well, that's why it's important for us to talk about these things. I love you very much, and I, I know how sensitive you are, and I know how emotional our family is because we care for people, and we want to make sure that they are taken care of. So I appreciate that, baby, and thank you for sharing with me. And yes, I, I think it's important for us to use our money to help our friends if we can or give back to organizations for people who um, maybe don't have as much as we do, right? That's mm-hmm. why we save our chore money to do what we do, right? Yeah. Because it is fun to, you know, buy a new toy or fun to, you know, save for the, you know, a big new bicycle or something like that. But it's also, mm-hmm. also can be very good to help people who need help, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk to you about a situation. So like, let's say you were at school and you saw one of your friends that was getting picked on, maybe because they looked a little different. What do you think you would do to help? I would go over, say that they're being bullies. I would like tell the teacher and then ask my friend if they're okay. That's good. That's good. It's good to stand up for people who need help, right? Baby, thank you so much for sharing with me. Do you want to transition it into something fun? A little fun conversation? Yeah! All right, cool. Okay. So let's transition into Zoe's top five for 2020. <laughs> That's our show music, everybody. All right, you're going to say the first thing that pops into your head Grass. when I ask you the following questions. They're going to be quick. Are you ready to play the game? Yes. Awesome. All right, number one. What is your favorite movie? Maybe Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel. That's a great movie. The Katie Goose. Mm-hmm. And then Nick Fury was petting him. He's like, oh, you're a cutie. What's your name? Goose? Goose? And then Goose was the cat's name because it said on the tag. And then Captain Marvel was like, fairy. And then he was coming and he's like, I'll be back. <laughs> Yeah, it's a funny movie, and I like how she's a super powerful hero, which is fun. All right, question number two. What is your favorite TV show? Fuller House. Fuller House, right? (laughs) That's great. You've been watching a lot of that lately. Is that uh, on Netflix? Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, that's a good one. It's funny, and it's cute, and you have a good time watching it. All right, number three. What do you want to be when you grow up? A sailor. A sailor. Very cool. Tell us why you want to be a sailor. Uh, Because I like to see the coral reef because it's pretty. Mm -hmm. And I like the ocean because it's shiny. Yeah. But I just don't want to go near the sharks. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Sailing and being in the ocean. Figuring out a way to make that uh, your life and your career. I think that'd be really cool. That's awesome. All right. Number four. If you had a million dollars, what would you do? I know exactly what I'll do. What would you do? I would put some in my give for people that are being treating naughty. I would put some in my save, invest, college, spend, and give. Awesome. And then I would buy a real life unicorn. Because all you have to do is buy a headband with with like a unicorn headband and then buy a pony and then put the unicorn headband on the pony and then bam, you have a unicorn. I love it. That's a genius idea. I like that. Very cool. Very cool. All right. 
Last question, number five. What is your favorite? Oh, sorry. Last question, number five. What is your favorite thing to do with your dad? I like watching movies. I like going to the theater with him. Um, I like wrestling. I like snuggling with him. I like having Friday night movie night with him. I like making popcorn with him. I like wrestling with him. I like him throwing me on the bed. Yeah. I like him reading me a story. I like him snuggling and I like him tucking me in. Oh, I like it. Awesome. Those are a lot of good things. Well, I've, I've mentally written those down and now we've got them recorded here on this podcast. Yeah. So I'll make sure to, to keep doing those things yeah. for you because I love you so much. And Zoe, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. And thank you for coming on every month too to help me out with the reviews. You rock. You're welcome. You're, <laughs> You're welcome. And, and thank, thank you. you. <laughs> we'll be back to the show after a word from our sponsors. Are you looking for someone to walk alongside you on your journey to family financial independence? Well, I would love to help you achieve your goals and help your family thrive. I work with couples, individuals, and families all around the U.S. via video chat and can assist in the following areas. Becoming debt-free, growing your net worth, crafting and sticking to your budget, reviewing Coast Fire plans, developing strategies to build generational wealth for your kids, and designing your future work optional lifestyle. Doesn't that sound nice? <laughs> if you're interested in working with me one-on-one, you can book a time with me by visiting marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching. I would love to help you strengthen your family tree and live financially free. Visit marriagekidsandmoney.com slash coaching to learn more, or you can click the link in our show description. If you're looking to improve your financial situation, it helps when you're able to cut out unnecessary costs. Cell phone services are a necessity for sure, but we don't need to be overpaying for them, right? That's why I like Tello Mobile, a phone service worth talking about. We've been fully on board as a family with Tello for over two years now, and we are so happy that we made the switch. For us, the reception and data service is better than Verizon, and our costs were nearly cut in half. Tello runs on the T-Mobile network and it's wowing new customers like us with their rock bottom prices and stellar service. With over 10,000 reviews, Tello is rated as excellent on Trustpilot, and this is quite rare in the wireless world. Nicole and I went for the unlimited data, minutes, and texting plan for only 25 bucks per month each. Isn't that crazy? You heard that right. $25 is their most expensive plan, actually. And Tello is running a special offer for MKM listeners right now. Check out Tello today at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. That's marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. And use the code MKM20 to get 20% off on your first month of service for any Tello plan above that $10 per month mark. Again, use MKM20 to get 20% off at marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello, and you'll be supporting this show. Hurry up. The code is valid until April 19th, 2024. Marriagekidsandmoney.com slash Tello. Thanks for taking time to consider our sponsors, everyone. Let's jump back into the show. For our last interview of this Hill Family episode 200, I have my lovely wife here, 
Nicole Hill. How's it going, Nicole? Mm-hmm. What an intro. Yeah. Well, you are lovely. <laughs> I'm glad you didn't say bride. I know. You hate when I say 10 bride. 10 years for me to... I know. Well, that's that's the thing. I think when you get to year 10, you can just, you know, well, we should have been honest more, but like, you know, we're getting to that point where we're like just blatant honesty. Yeah. Like, you're like, stop calling me bride. I so, hate it. It sounds weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, please move that dessert thing from the middle of the counter. New rule. <laughs> Chew with your mouth closed. Right. <laughs> I think I think that's a call for maybe the 10th anniversary just for more blatant honesty. Because mm, mm-hmm. we're going to have to live together for a little longer, you know. <laughs> but anyway, thank you for being here. Uh, we've had a wacky, crazy... 2020. It's been nuts. I, let's, let's just start with some of the, some of the highlights. You know, I, yeah, I, I left my job earlier this year and um, that was a big step for us <laughs> as we've talked a lot about on the show. So I wanted to, I wanted to get your perspective though. Were you, what were your thoughts around that time? Were you nervous that it was going to work out? Like, what were you thinking? Not nervous at all. I mean, I think we did this in the most um, riskless way possible. We had more than a year of expenses saved up. Um, I don't know if you've disclosed this, but basically like a hundred thousand yeah. dollar runway. Yeah. So there was nothing for me to feel nervous about, and I know that you're such a hard worker that I knew that you'd be successful. I just didn't know how long it would take. You know, maybe yeah. two, three years, but I felt like we had enough money to keep going for that amount of time. Plus I started working again. So that helped with the jump and not feeling nervous. But I also think we were naive or I mean, I I still am naive, you know, and that naivety gives us uh, some, not the strength, but Mm -hmm. like the courage. Courage and confidence. Yeah. Yeah. Gives us the confidence we need that That'll be fine. Yeah. So no, I wasn't nervous at all. A lot of that was naivete because we didn't know what was going to happen. We didn't know my hours would be cut. We didn't know there would be, you know, some things going on in society that would affect everything. Yeah. So. Yeah. So six months later, we're looking at our situation. and. But I still don't feel nervous. Yeah. I still feel like that runway that hundred thousand dollars is mm-hmm. a really big cushion yeah now if we go two years and we're down to twenty thousand of that i might start to get a sure. little nervous yeah andy's not making money in his business and <laughs> we got twenty thousand dollars left in the bank and yeah but yeah. we're good for now yeah we're good for now okay good good <laughs> we've good. cut down on our expenses too which helps yeah, yeah, and and you know no mortgage and no yeah. In order to car payments financially feel good about it, I, I, what I wanted to talk to you too about is when I started off, um, I really didn't have a lot of work life balance, and it took me a little while to get to that point of okay, how do I balance both liking this new entrepreneur experience and still having you know time with my family? How do you, how do you think we're doing today? How do you think I'm doing today? I think today mm-hmm. we're doing good. Yeah. I think it's been a, a roller coaster. I think in the beginning there was like two months in and I was like, this is not good. You have no balance. You're working more than you were when you were doing a full-time job and your side gig. Yeah. Um, and it was really difficult because you were you were at home in the office. And so it was like you were there, but you weren't there. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and then I had to keep the kids away 
and keep the house quiet. So it was it was dicey in the beginning. Yeah. And um and then COVID happened and it kind of mixed everything up and we we ended up going to Marquette where um, you know, it was like it, you could be upstairs and be in the office all day. And at least I had, you know, your mom and your sister to watch movies with. Right. So that broke it up a little bit. And now today with us being home and the kids being home and not in school, I think maybe we're getting a little bit more of a balance because it's all about that in-between time. Yeah, You know, you're upstairs for breakfast time and then mm-hmm. you're upstairs for lunch time. And then if there's something, uh, you know, that I need to just touch base with you, an email that I got from a teacher, I'm, I'm popping my head in your office. And so we're able to have dialogue all throughout the day, mm-hmm. which I think helps make it feel like we're spending a lot of time together, even though it's like seconds, of, sure. you know, minutes or seconds during the day. So I think we're doing well now, yeah. but everything's going to change oh, when yeah, the kids go back to school. When I go back to work, mm-hmm. you know, things are just constantly changing. So I don't, I don't think we have like a rhythm or, or a momentum that we're going to sustain for forever. Sure. I think we're just, it's, we're all, we're going to yeah. have to just, just uh, deal with it as it comes, as all of the changes come. But Change today I feel like we're doing well. Yeah. Can you tell people what our, like our, our today schedule is? We've done it for the past two weeks just so people have an idea of, you know, how we're um, managing our you're working, I'm working, the kids are at home kind of thing. So Monday you're taking the kids. Sorry, it's Donut. Oh, it's Donut Day. Well, she she just... <laughs> Told you our whole schedule for the day. Happy Donut Day. Here's your reminder. Happy Donut Day, Hill family. <laughs> Today's Saturday. Today's Donut Day. Andy and I are doing slow carb diet, which means one day a week you can have whatever you want. So donuts are on the every on Saturday. The schedule. But um, today's a, you know today's a weekend day. Let me yeah. I'll go through like quickly a schedule of the week. Um, yeah, like how we do it work week-wise. Yeah, like Monday, Tuesday, the kids, you're taking the kids over to your mom's on Monday in the morning. They're sleeping there. So we're able to get a pretty good work day on Monday and then wake up with no kids on Tuesday. And um, thanks, Grandma. Yeah, thanks, we're Mom. very blessed. Um, and then Tuesday afternoon after work, I pick them up. Wednesday, we have a babysitter. Thursday, I take care of the kids. Friday, you take care of the kids. Yep. Yeah, it seems to have been working for the past couple of weeks. You're able to get back to your work. Your hours have gone back from not five hours per week, but 30 hours a week again, it seems like at least. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, it seems like a decently good balance. But your point is well taken. And for a lot of people out there who are parents that are trying to figure this out, it changes week by week with coronavirus and hours being cut and whatever, any sort of health things that are happening in your family. You just have to be flexible and... We figured that out. Absolutely. So speaking of your new career, last time you were on, you were telling us all about um, your organizing gig and a oh, lot so has my changed. new, new career. Yeah, your new, new career. So <laughs> a lot has changed in a year. So tell people what you're up to and how you're enjoying it. I went back to the company that I was at about five years ago when I, when I uh, became a stay at home mom. So reached out to the advertising company that I used to work for and there was a perfect opening for me. It was, it's less, um, I used to be in human resources and um, now I went back in more of a, it's called a group coordinator capacity. So I'm helping, you know, uh, do a lot of executive assistant type of work which is perfect for me at this time. I don't, you know, I didn't want to go back into like full on 
stressful, you know, when they, when we say 40 Project hours, it's really and, yeah. 60 hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it's part-time. So it was 30 hours a week was what they asked and needed. And um, it, so I'm back, back in the advertising industry, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. in a lesser role mm-hmm. um, than I was before, you know, less, less stress, less, um, less in a good way. Yeah. Less in a good <laughs> way. Yeah. I miss organizing. I did love that for a while. It was perfect for that point in time of our lives, but most of that work is done on the weekends. Mm -hmm. And with Calvin going to kindergarten, we didn't want, and I didn't want to have all the weekdays to myself and then leave on the weekend when it was family time. So, you know, I had to look at what I could do during the nine to five time frame. And it's been fantastic. I love it. That's great. That's great. I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm trying to figure out how to do, you know, I went from, as you mentioned, like the early portion of the year working full-time hours and extra hours. I'm trying to figure out how I can kind of balance a 30-hour week too. I think that'd be cool for both of us if we can kind of figure out how to work a 30-hour week and enjoy things that we do too. So figuring that out right now as a as an entrepreneur. Speaking of uh, your your gig and where you used to be, so... I know this is all different with coronavirus now, but I know a lot of people have that balance of like, okay, well, when do I leave work and then become a stay-at-home parent? And when do I want to go back? And do you have any like pros or cons of either ones? Because I know that you were a stay-at-home mom for five plus years versus, you know, being at work. And I know it's different lately because being at work is kind of not that because we're here, we're watching the kids. But maybe in the fall when you were back in the office versus being a stay-at-home mom. Do you have any pros or cons that you'd want to share? There are so many pros (laughs) and cons. They're two totally different worlds, being a a working mom and then being a stay-at-home mom. Being, you know, being a a stay-at-home mom was, I'm, I'm so glad and I I do feel like it's, it is a privilege Mm -hmm. to be able to do that. You know, you, you had a job that paid the bills. So, in that sense, it was a privilege to be able to stay home financially. I mean, I'm just going to speak for myself. This yeah. in no way means that other stay-at-home moms feel mm-hmm. this way or should or shouldn't or working moms. Okay, yeah, so this opinion. is just yep. my experience. Mm-hmm. But being a stay-at-home mom, I felt like I was able to like have a lot of that in-between time with the kids yeah. where you're doing goofy things. You're taking a ball and you're balancing it on your feet and you like do that for an hour and like you just like <laughs> you know it's like that weird stuff that you're like that I would you know <clears throat> it's not necessarily fun but you're bonding yeah um and so there's lots of stuff like that where I feel like I did bond with my kids you know and it wasn't planned there was a lot of time to just be with them yeah. while they were you know really young and, and growing up and I liked that I like that. I had that with my brother when I was growing up, and um, I felt like it was something that kept us really close during the times in middle school when I really needed somebody to talk to. So I'm hoping that kind of works out for my kids that they'll feel, you know, bonded and close to me on that weird level that you can't explain. Yeah. You know. Okay, so not to say that you can't be close with your children if you're a working mom. And I will say, now that I'm working, I love it. I love the balance. You know, there's some days where it makes me a better mom because I'm not 
tired of being with my kids by 5 p.m., mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. <laughs> but then there's some days where I'm annoyed with them right when I pick them up from school because I've been with adults all day. I've had a great day where I was productive and now I'm picking them up and it's chaotic and they're at each other's throats because, you know, tensions are high. They've had a long day at school. So I don't know. I I feel like I'm not answering this question very well. I'm all over the place. I think that's the whole point is that there is no one black or white answer, right? It's, I guess so. There's a balance, right? And and, there's um, so many pros and cons of each that come into my head. I can't even, I can't even really make a list. No, exactly. And, And I think, I think what maybe what we're trying to experiment with right now in this, in this portion of our lives is like, okay, how can we allow them to go to a great school when school's back in session mm-hmm. and have a great day where they're with their friends and experiencing life. And then when they're home, we're here, we're, we're present. And that's, you know, that's something we're trying to balance and try to figure that out because at least during the time when they're away, we can get our work done. Right. And then when they're here, you know, we, we can try to focus on them. So I don't know. Something to fan. I mean, I will say I love having the balance right now of working and being a mom. Um, I wonder though, if I would have felt that way, if I didn't, if I wasn't home for five years, Sure. I think maybe for me, it's all about something that's different and variety, variety being the spice of life, you know, that for when I was a working mom with just Zoe, I was, I felt like stretched and burnt out and there were good days and bad days, but I was ready for something new and I was excited to be a stay-at-home mom. And then I did that for five years and maybe the novelty wore off Yeah, and I was excited to go back to work. So I think it's just all about like what's different and what's new and seeing both sides and the grass is always greener and kind of realizing the grass is always greener, but then experiencing both of the sides so that you know what the pros and cons of both are. Absolutely. To the point of the grass is always greener. You know, when I was working full time and not spending as much time with you guys, I'm like, man, I want to have a gig where I can work at home and be around my kids more and spend a lot of time with them. And then like I got all that and then COVID happened. It's like, and then my kids were around me all of the time. And I'm like, well, maybe not that much. That's that's a lot of time around the kids. Right. <laughs> so yeah, I mean the grass has to be um I guess tested and then right. and then adjusted necessary, right? Right. <laughs> Uh, well, let's, uh, you know, some of the things I, I wanted to talk about, there's a lot of other things that happened this year. You know, coronavirus was crazy that we never thought we would have a global pandemic in our lifetime. And yeah, man, that is something that we dealt with. So I wanted to ask you, what's, what's been the most difficult thing that you've had to deal with, with regard to the coronavirus season? So I talked to a, f- a friend about this. She had a really great take on it. And I think I'm going to steal that from her. It's a, it's a sense of loss. I think we've all experienced a sense of loss and we're mourning. And it doesn't mean we're mourning uh, the death of a person. It means we're mourning our expectations. We're mourning our old lives. Yeah. And I think that's been the hardest thing is liking where our lives were going and having these expectations and then having them all be shot down. And now we're just experiencing this great sense of loss and it feels like a death. It feels like the death of our lives and what we thought was going to happen. Yeah, I I completely agree. And yeah, what a rapid change uh, in our plans, in our, uh, 
you know, especially our family plan and where we were planning to go and schools automatically canceled. (laughs) It's like figure that out real fast. (laughs) But there's been some, there's been some good things that have come out of it too. I always like try to look on the positive side. I know you do. (laughs) I know you do. So what's the best thing? the best thing? (laughs) Exactly. What's the best thing that's happened? So that's a tough one. Because we've had to stay inside. What's the best thing that's happened? The one best thing was that we were able to go to Marquette yeah. for an entire month, I which agree. I don't think we would have ever really been able to do. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. So we, um, during during the major problems here in Metro Detroit, we escaped and went up north uh, to where we have family about eight hours north where they had very little cases. And my sister had a open Airbnb and we just essentially stayed there for a month. Before the lockdown happened and they told everybody not to go up Right, north. right, yes. Before, we before like a week before Before, before they said those rules. And then when we were already up there for a week, we're like, oh, okay, they, they're talking about us, <laughs> people who've escaped. <laughs> but yeah, we were up there for a month and then we came back and cases were, weren't gone, but they had subsided quite a bit. Yeah, so that was our, our way of enjoying April with a family. So now we're getting into this point now where there's little to no cases. I mean, there's still cases, but they're getting very subsided here in Michigan. So what are you most excited about with the the reopening of our state? I'm very excited to go to a restaurant. <laughs> yes. Just like the, just these, the little things that we take for granted. You know, I want to go, I want to order something off of the menu that I didn't have to shop for and plan and cook and... I don't even know what the ingredients in it are. Yeah. And then it gets served to me and I can order a cocktail that, I mean, I'm a bad cocktail maker. <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm excited to get like a good one. They always look nice though. They look cool. You get like some garnish in it. It's like a different color. Garbage. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm very bad. Um, anyway, and then I won't have to clean it up. You know, it's yeah. just like just being sitting down and being served. That's such a nice luxury. It's a luxury. So I, and, and I like being surrounded by people, yeah. whether I, you know, I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just the energy mm-hmm. of people being around me because I can be at a table with you and we're only really talking to each other. But just the fact that there's other people around us, like it would be very weird to be, I think, in a restaurant and you're the only two people. Right. Yeah. It yeah. wouldn't feel like like a uh, like a real true experience. Right. I like when it's loud. I like yeah. when it's, you it's know, like when we go to roadside, we'll sit in yeah. a booth and there's a bunch of people around us. They're yeah. having conversations. People and it's are, weird because we're not interacting with them. No, but they're there. But they're around us and it just makes it's the almost like, uh, ambience like more right. exciting. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. It's like human nature. It's nice. Yeah. So... <laughs> Well, that's, that's what we'll do. Simple we'll, thing. We'll have to go out, we'll have to go out to a restaurant. It's gonna be that's gonna be like the ultimate luxury. Be like, wow, somebody served us food, and we don't have to clean up the dishes. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> oh man, yeah. There's been a lot of changes. So one other thing that I wanted to talk to you about. This one is not as you know uh, thrilling as going to a restaurant, but there's a lot of really important things that have been happening lately that are exciting for the country, but they've come from a sad spot. You know, so there's definitely some unrest right now with the, I guess, racial injustice that we're seeing in the country. And I know for me, it's definitely been a moment of reflection to see what I can do from the small business side of things and then just personally to help be a part of the positive movement of where we can go in this country. How are you feeling about all of this? I know it's been pretty fresh and new for all of us. 
Uh, sickened, sad. I feel like this country, um, it makes me sad that we're built on such violence and discrimination. I mean, I guess it makes sense if you really look back on how America was founded. I mean, we stole it. (laughs) We, We, um, you know, we murdered and pillaged and we brought slaves to do all of the work that, you know, our, our country is great because of their hard work. And the civil rights act wasn't signed until the mid sixties. So it really does make sense that there would still be, I mean, racism is alive and well, it's not like in the sixties, it just went away because some document was signed Mm -hmm. in, you know, there are a lot of people that were, alive in the 60s that are still alive today sure, and you know they they're not to say everybody that was alive back then was racist but just a lot of that mentality has still been drilled into people and generation after generation it's it's sad it's i i don't even i don't think words can really describe Absolutely. how i feel about it I mean, the only, and I know you're going to probably say, well, you know, what's the silver lining? Because <laughs> I do that. So I'm just, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just go into it is I think that at least right now things are being brought to the surface and, um, you know, like the whole, you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be some horrible things that happen and have already happened, um, but I think coming out of it, it will make change. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Hopefully positive change. Absolutely. Right. So as parents then, because you said in, in the 60s, it continues, it, you know, this, 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 these thoughts of racism could continue for decades and decades. So we've got two young kids. We've got a eight-year-old and a six-year-old. What do you think we could be doing as parents to help our kids grow up to be anti-racist? I think we have to talk a lot about it because I I don't believe this whole thing of if you don't tell your kids anything, then they won't see color because yes, absolutely they will. They're going to learn it from other people. They're going to see it in movies. They're going to, you know, they're going to, they'll see racism and I don't want them to, to choose um, what path they take um, based on, with their friends, you know, sure. I don't want anybody yeah. else making that choice. Yeah. I think talking about it, educating ourselves and educating them along with us. I think there's things that we can do that we don't even realize, like the movies we choose to watch or the places we choose to vacation or I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a tough question. It is a tough I question. Absolutely. Yeah. And like everything I'm saying isn't enough. No, it's I, not enough. Yeah. I hear you. And, it isn't. I mean, because there's been so much injustice over time that it's difficult for, you know, any single thing to make the to make a big difference, but hopefully the small things, many small things that we can do as parents over time can help. And personally, I mean, there's things that I'm trying to just work on myself to just be aware. I mean, to your point, like how can we be aware more? How can we help our kids to understand that it exists? How can we speak to them in a way where we are making progress not only in our lives and our generation, but in their in their generation as well? So 
Yeah, it's a really difficult conversation. I just appreciate you talking to me about it. Um, I think it needs to be discussed more, not only in our family, but in general, because it's a real problem. Um, so anyway, <laughs> we've talked about a lot of things here in 2020 that have been ups and downs uh, in our family and our relationship and our career. I want to end on a fun little note. We're going to do a little rapid fire. It's called Nicole's Top 5 for 2020. Are you down? Okay. All right. Cool. Awesome. All right. So I'm going to ask you five questions and you're going to answer those questions to the best of your ability uh, as quickly as possible. So here we go. Number one, what is the most binge worthy show you've watched this year? Black Mirror, I guess. Awesome. I like Black Mirror. I like those. Each, Each episode is its own little movie and they usually I mean some of them have been flops but yeah. most of them have something to talk about afterwards which you know I like yeah I like to debate things yes <laughs> debate and then look up and yeah. google yeah. afterwards what did that really yeah. mean <laughs> right all right cool black mirror all right number two if it's time to relax and you could drink any alcoholic beverage of choice what would it be Moscow Mule nice Moscow Mule. And you even got the cups to go with it, right? Yeah. Awesome. Keep them cold. <laughs> All right. Number three, you and I have been married for a decade. What is your favorite memory of our relationship? Um, the, there's a time when we went to go do karaoke with my girlfriends and you sang a really embarrassing song. Oh, yeah? What was it? I think it? one of my girlfriends <laughs> signed me up to sing it. And I was like, no, I'm not going to do it. It was the, um, um, I love myself. I want you to love me. Oh, I touched myself. Yeah, I did. And then, <laughs> so you fell on the grenade for me and you, I, I wouldn't do it. So you went up there and you did it in a very girly voice and it was hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> and I like laughing. So that was a. That was a good memory. That's good. Well, we do a lot of karaoke together now, don't we? Yep. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Number four, if you didn't have to work or take care of the kids or clean the house for a whole day, what is the first thing you would do with your day? The first thing that comes to my mind is doing yard work in the sunshine, listening to an audio book. Like just so you choose to do yard work is what you're saying. Yeah, like some kind of a project. Okay, I can't just sit in the. Yeah. I can't just sit. Right. I, yeah. Then I get fidgety and hot. Sure. So like having a project to do. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Something in the sun. In the sun. That's project based. Yeah. With your hands, makes you feel like you accomplished something. And yep. Cool. Makes sense. Number five, last question here. I've been bringing you coffee as I did this morning. With some donuts, which was awesome, uh, since January, because I wanted to improve and see if there's something I could do to, you know, take our marriage to the next level. And I knew coffee was a quick and easy win because you drink it every day. Uh, and thank you, John Vroman, for that uh, that idea. I had him as a guest on earlier in the year. So outside of the coffee thing, what other tradition could I do to make you happier <laughs> being married to me? I don't know. <clears throat> you don't know? I got to discover it. Yeah, there's not nothing that comes to my mind. I mean, coffee is great. Yeah, coffee. So on top of that, I don't know. Like, I mean, then I feel like it just gets gratuitous. Like, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I'd love a massage every day. 
I'd All love, right. I'd love a pedicure every day. Mm. <laughs> I gotta get. I gotta start. I've improved my skills for the pedicure. Then. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. What can I do? Um, I don't have a morning tradition. Well, I mean, morning's not your 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 spark time. You're you're more thriving in the nighttime. <laughs> you need some sleep. <laughs> I don't know. That's a tough question. Okay. Well, you, you know what? It. What what can I do? I'll throw this uh, back on you. That's a good question. Mm. Not so easy when you're on the other side. <laughs> That's right. It's a lot easier to interview, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Instead of being interviewed. <laughs> what could you do every day? I mean, I don't know. You know, when I, you know, I like when you make food just because it because um, you're good at it, <laughs> and um, I'm a simple person. And when I get food, I'm happy. <laughs> food, sleep, and that other thing. <laughs> <laughs> Every day, though. Not every I day. Mean, that's a lot. That's God, a lot. That's of that a lot of food. food. <laughs> a lot of, that's a lot of food. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, baby, thank you very much for being on the show today. Our our children are awake and they are ready for us to uh, to, to not be talking to each other anymore. Because as much happens every day. Thank you very much for getting up with me this morning and uh, having a conversation. And the donut. Absolutely. Hi. 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 Hi, everybody. Hey, that's Calvin. Calvin. Happy Donut hi, Day. Hi, 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 Happy hi, Donut hi, Day, buddy. Hi, hi. Hi, 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 hi. Nicole, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> hey, love you. Oh, my family, ladies and gentlemen. That was a lot of fun. I could not be more proud to be married to my wife, Nicole. And I could not be more proud to be Calvin and Zoe's dad. Before we go for the day, I'd appreciate if you could do one thing to support me with this show. Please subscribe to my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash marriagekidsandmoney. I've just crossed over the 500 subscriber mark in there, and I am looking to grow to 1,000 by year's end. So your support here would be incredible. Just go to youtube.com slash marriagekidsandmoney and hit the red subscribe button. There's no cost or anything like that. Just great content. And I would really appreciate you considering it, my friends. Thank you. In the spirit of growth and inspiration, I'm going to end the show with a quote today from Maya Angelou. It is time for parents to teach young people early on that in diversity, there is beauty and there is strength. We all should know that diversity makes for a rich tapestry, and we must understand that all the threads of that tapestry are equal in value, no matter their color. Let's create the world we want to live in and teach our kids along the way. Carpe diem. 